Welcome back to the 411 on Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Lovell, and on today's episode of the podcast, we jump into a topic that has been discussed quite a bit over uh, the past couple of days, and the reason why I decided to hold off on talking about it was because I wanted to see what may come out in terms of reports, um, any backstage info, uh, as we know, that is always out there when it comes to certain things uh, in the world of professional wrestling, and this is one I wanted to wait and see uh, if there was anything specific that would be discussed on this particular topic, and of course, if you're listening to this podcast and you saw the title, you know what it's about, and it is about the Charlotte Flair versus Nia Jax match on Raw this week, which was, uh, you know, you look at a lot of descriptions for this match, and it's one that probably you had to see it to understand uh, all the reaction to it and, and to really get a grasp on what people are discussing with this match that I've even seen some go as far as calling one of the uh, worst matches in WWE in perhaps a decade um, and really just an absolute uh, bizarre match that uh, started off, uh, what I put on Twitter was that it felt like it started off as a wrestling match and somewhere along the way it veered into an actual fight. And we will probably never know the specifics uh, exactly on how things unfolded. Although, I guess, uh, as we know in the uh, the world of podcasts these days, should a Charlotte Flair or Nia Jax leave WWE and do uh, a, a podcast with either, I guess, Renee Young or Chris Jericho or someone like that, uh, you may get some insight into what exactly went down on this. And I'm sure we will perhaps at some point down the road. Right now, probably not. Uh, because it was a wild sequence uh, with this particular match. And um, I think the the best starting point is (laughs) everyone has tried to sort of pinpoint uh, where did things go wrong with this match. Uh, A lot of people have sort of looked at all the different things um, that perhaps this could have kind of been the starting point for what happened in this match, which uh, a lot some people have pointed towards Maybe the situation with, uh, you know, even before the match with Nia and Rhea Ripley, where um, Nia came in and just completely decked Rhea and knocked her uh, into the ropes. And it was kind of her head that sort of smacked off the ropes um, and did not look great. It probably didn't feel too great for Rhea Ripley. Uh, But I think if you focus on the specific match between Charlotte and Nia, uh, there were there are a lot of points probably you could have pointed to uh, to see where things went wrong. And I think that's a discussion you could have and come up with a lot of different scenarios. Was it the point, uh, you know, was it on Charlotte's part? Was it the point where uh, Nia basically, you know, picked Charlotte up for some sort of uh, back body drop or, or whatever it was going to be? I can't remember the exact specifics on the move, but um, and kind of just let her fall to the ground. I mean, it was just sort of an ugly uh, drop, whether that was going to be, a, I'm not even sure again what, what exactly the move was. Uh, but I know she picked her up, put her on her shoulders, and then sort of just felt like she dropped her. Um, and, and that had Charlotte land pretty hard on her side. I think it was towards her shoulder area. Um, and so that was another one that, that I think a lot of people have looked at and wondered, okay, is that where things went wrong? Um, but we do know that they did go wrong. And I think uh, there are some reports out there about how this thing unfolded. And again, I wanted to sort of wait before discussing it to see what reports would be out there. Um, on Tuesday, Dave Meltzer on the Wrestling Observer Radio discussed an explanation that he had heard and he had said um, that he had heard that uh, the two were trying to work a shoot, uh, which is why they um, you know, were taking legitimate shots at each other, or at least made it look that way, according to this. 
uh, from what Meltzer stated, and uh, that that was sort of the basis of it, is that they were trying to work a match into a shoot. I will tell you, um, I do not buy that one bit. Uh, I mean, whether that's just you know the information that's being thrown around uh, from WWE standpoint, that's what it sounds like. Uh, if you're wanting to cover up a situation like that and not make it perhaps look as bad as it did, uh, I am in no way buying that this was a work shoot. Um, I think this was uh, 100% legitimate. And uh, in another uh, report that came out shortly after that, Uh, PW Insider, Mike Johnson over there, uh, basically said that sources uh, for him, which uh, he he mentioned, the the quote was uh, that what took place in the match was exactly what it appeared to be. And I think that goes in line with uh, what a lot of people thought in terms of uh, this actually breaking down into uh, a bit of a a, a shoot here. That is the the word we like to use. And that's uh, what it felt like to a lot of people. And um, it was also in that report uh, from BW Insider about essentially it was a breakdown in communication and uh, where you know the follow-up was where you had the slaps and the strikes and all that being thrown uh, between the two uh, in a legit uh, confrontation. That's uh, what it came down what it came down to really. And um, it, it is mentioned as well in the report that uh, they were you know reportedly able to get things back on track. The finish went off as planned, which th- that's another thing we can probably talk about with not actually pinning Charlotte. Um, and that, uh, you know, PW Insider also in the report stated that sources mentioned uh, that there was no issue backstage between the two after the match. So it, it was, there, there's a lot to, to go into here. And I think, um, again, I, you talk about the difference in those two uh, in terms of perhaps one side saying that this was uh, trying to cover up and say this was a work shoot. Another side saying, no, that's exactly what it looked like. Uh, it was two women going at each other in the ring on national television. Uh, based on a breakdown in communication, and I think that's certainly the more likely uh, of the of the scenarios. Uh, just watching it play out in real time, uh, I don't think there was a lot of doubt uh, for anyone as to what was actually going on uh, watching this match in real time, and understanding that this is you know, not something we see on a regular basis. We don't see many of these situations where uh, you know on any program uh, that it's just you have two competitors who all of a sudden are doing a match and then all of a sudden they are doing a fight and that is that is what it was here and, and I think that look we anyone who has has followed WWE over the years really knows that th- there is you know, you know unfortunately uh, when it comes to to Nia Jax there have been situations where you know uh, wrestlers have been injured uh, in different you know scenarios uh, and all that and, and that is certainly led to uh, a not-so-fond reputation, I think, for a lot of wrestling fans when it comes to her and just her work in the ring. And I, this is only going to add, I think it's only going to fuel that fire uh, when it comes to, you know, the perception of Nia Jax as a, as a professional wrestler. And, um, you know, I think this is just something where, look, we know, too, that Charlotte Flair has her own critics. And there are a lot of people who are, you know, tired of seeing Charlotte in these top spots and as the champion and all these other things. But at the end of the day, you still have two professionals who, you know, are are paid to be professional wrestlers. And this is something that happens, you know, on your, you know, your flagship show, although we know SmackDown is, is doing better from a, a viewership standpoint now. But you know, this is on your show that's been around for, you know, since 1993. Like, this is this is something that happens live on your television show. And I can only imagine kind of what the, the referee is thinking 
in this scenario, um, as he's probably trying to figure out, you know, how to best navigate this, but it, it was very bizarre and it was just an awkward situation. Um, you know, you can look on social media as it's going on and you're seeing a lot of people asking the same question. Oh, Mick Foley was someone as well that kind of put out there, you know, what, what is going on in this match? And, and I said the same thing and, and I was not alone. There are probably thousands of people who are asking the same question as you're watching it. And that's why, uh, again, you can point to a lot of different spots maybe and try to figure out where things went wrong. But what ultimately happened was these two started throwing actual, you know, slaps and strikes at each other. And, um, it was just, it was not good. And, um, I, again, I don't know exactly what will come out of this. You know, are there any, are there any repercussions here? Are, are there any consequences for anyone based on how this unfolded? I mean, I would think we would probably know a little bit by now, um, if there was going to be any of that, although, you know, it's only been a couple of days at this point. Uh, so you don't know for sure, but that is just not something, you know, if you're WWE and <laughs> I mean, I, I will say this. It got interest. Um, if that's what you were going for, you know, in the in the very small chance that this was actually something that they they thought could get over uh, and tried to do that, I don't, you know, I think that's a less than one percent chance. Like this was an actual uh, real deal. I think anyone who watched it understands that, and you can try to sort of pull the wool over people's eyes and make them think not. But if this is what you're going for, like if you think now, you know, are they going to start doing this? Saying like, oh, look at this buzz we got. Uh, from actually all these people talking about how real this felt, I don't know. Like a WWE, all of a sudden, we've seen them do stranger things. Like, do they do they completely lean into this, like they have other things in the past, and just be like, all right, we're gonna go out and just let you know these two just absolutely just shoot on each other uh, in every match, or at least make it look that way. I I'm not sure. I would I would never put anything past them uh, to be honest. But uh, it was it was something to to really go back and you know I went back and rewatched it and. I think you just see the expressions, the mannerisms, uh, everything, like the mood shifts in that match. And you see both of them uh, really start to go in the opposite direction. And that's where we said it goes back to that, you know, the report of the breakdown of communication. There was a clear breakdown uh, with it. And I think that it is something where, you know, it's just going to be, uh, you know, an interesting thing to look back on, really, when, when you look at this, because not only is it, um, you know, something that, again, we just don't see on, because it is, like, professional wrestling is a, a scripted environment when it comes to uh, a lot of different things. You know the matches are choreographed. They are, uh, you know, played out in a manner that is decided beforehand, and um, I don't think I'm I'm spoiling it for anyone there, um, but... I just, you know, th this is one that, that we're going to probably, you know, remember for a long time just because of uh, it was a, a bad match, but it was a bad match that, that really turned into um, something that, you know, was seemingly legit. And um, that's where I think now how they've set it up is you've got Nia basically taking out Charlotte and Rhea Ripley and Nikki A.S.H. and and all of this, and clearly with Nia pinning Charlotte, which that's another podcast, I think, for just to wrap your, your head around that and WWE's whole philosophy when it comes to these contenders matches and, and all this other stuff where you have to pin the champion to be able to get a match with the champion for the championship. Um, that, that's a mouthful. And that's, that's another, uh, again, that's a podcast for another day because uh, you could really try to really break down. There's a breakdown right there when it comes to logic. Uh, trying to to sort of justify why that makes sense, but now that Char now that Nia has pinned Charlotte, 
we know where this is headed. Like, they're going to somehow turn this into a match. Um, does the match on Raw, does that change their plans for Extreme Rules, perhaps? Uh, do they, you know, I don't know. How do they do it? Do they do a four-way? Do they do a one-on-one -on -one match? Um, I think that will be perhaps interesting to look at and, and see if there's anything maybe that changes in terms of the course they're going to take just based on what happened with these two. But but I'm telling you, I think that probably WWE, they, they will lean into this. And if they do, you know, go with Nia Jax versus Charlotte Flair for the Raw Women's title at Extreme Rules, um, I think they will play this up as much as they can. Um, I don't know that they're going to hide a lot of this. Uh, they may even, again, they may lean into it and make this part of the storyline. Uh, they've done this before uh, when things don't necessarily go according to plan. Uh, but this was probably a little bit different when you're talking about something that, that maybe doesn't go according to plan from just a actual realistic standpoint um, and, and reality uh, that, that this was something that, you know, whatever, 1.9 million, I think, was the viewership for this week's Raw. Like, this is what, you know, 1.9 million people actually saw it with their own eyes and, and aren't going to be fooled by something like this. Um, but I think that's that's where the curiosity comes in now is if they have another match, I would, you know, there's going to be interest. Uh, I think that is that is certain to like there is going to be interest in this match just to see. All right, are these two going to go at each other again? Um, and and perhaps like that's something coming out of this that you really, you know, if you just look at that match in a bubble, you're focusing on everything that went wrong there. But now it's it's just so it's wild to think, but it's there is going to be heightened interest the next time these two have a match, which again perhaps is at Extreme Rules. Um, it's, it's interesting to think about because, uh, WWE is always, we, we know this, like they've always tried a lot of this stuff when it comes to adding realism, uh, wanting, you know, certain things to whether it's, you know, go back to certainly the, the brawl for all and what a mess that was, uh, raw underground, I guess you could sort of say in the same manner, uh, where it's not actually legit, but, uh, they're trying to make it sort of feel, you know, more of that real type of feel to it. Uh, but I don't, I don't think that was the plan here. I think this was something that uh, basically went very wrong and turned into a mess. And speaking of mess, if you don't want to be a mess below the belt, you need to check out our friends at Manscaped because support for 411 on Wrestling uh, is brought to you by Manscaped, the best men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. And uh, Manscaped offers the precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, Manscaped just launched their fourth generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. Yes, you heard that right, the Lawnmower 4.0. Uh, so you can join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. Uh, we got 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code 411wrestling at manscaped.com. Let's talk to you a little bit more about Manscaped. Uh, a magic shaving with a sleek, well designed an optimized trimmer that makes shaving time your favorite time in the bathroom. Listen, I'm one of the first people that has had a chance to try this new Lawnmower 4.0. The great people at Manscaped sent it to me, and I will tell you, I have been blown away by the performance, um, the craftsmanship, the details, everything on this 4.0. It's next level, folks. It's absolutely next level. And uh, Manscaped, again, has just engineered the ultimate body trimmer by focusing on intelligent functionality and an incredible comfortable grooming experience uh, the fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce the grooming accidents you don't want those thanks to their advanced skin safe technology 
And now I feel confident shaving below the waist. You can too. Uh, they've even got the new multifunction on-off switch that can engage a travel lock. It's created for people who like to travel. Lots of events we know in the world of wrestling coming up here. Uh, so the upgraded trimmer, you can travel with it. Uh, gives you the ability to turn uh, the 4000K LED spotlight. It's got, a, it's got a spotlight on it. On and off switch. So you can use that for a more precise shave. Uh, the Lawnmower 4.0 even allows you to customize your trim all over through the additional guard links with the sizes uh, 1 through 4 there. And did I mention it's got the wireless charging? Uh, the four, Lawnmower 4.0 new wireless charging system uses electromagnetic uh, induction, which can help the battery length last longer. Uh, so take your time. Uh, Manscaped's got you covered there when it comes to uh, the time you need. Uh, and let's be honest, if you're still shaving your face and body with the same trimmer, you're doing it wrong. Uh, just You're doing it wrong, okay? Boost your confidence with this new body trimmer with Manscaped uh, to make me time the best time with a smooth shave. Again, get 20% off plus free shipping with the code 411wrestling at manscaped.com. Use the best tools for the job. Remember, 20% off free shipping with the code 411wrestling at manscaped.com. That's 20% off free shipping at manscaped.com. Use that promo code 411 Wrestling, unlock your confidence with the new Lawnmower 4.0 from Manscaped. But to sort of uh, wrap up what we've got uh, here with, with Charlotte and Nia, uh, I think that's the next step. Do, does WWE make something of this? Do they just completely ignore it? Uh, if they have the one on one match at Extreme Rules, are they going to have to show the highlight packages? Um, that That is going to be interesting to see um, because maybe they lean into it. Maybe they, they bring a little realism into their promos. Leading into that match, if that's the direction they go in, uh, I think that is going to be something that, that a lot of people will be curious about. Um, and really, you know, is there are there more details to come out from this? Because the, the couple reports that we've seen uh, have kind of been different, as we've seen, in terms of the explanations, um, in, in terms of what happened. So that that is going to be, I think, the, the biggest thing at this point is uh, <laughs> what what else comes out on this? Do we get more details on what exactly happened? Uh, I think the PW Insider report, uh, you know, having several sources there that sort of mentioned that this was what happened. Uh, this turned into a shoot. There was a breakdown in communication, but they got to the finish and there was no issue backstage. If that's all there is to it, then maybe you just turn the page, you move on, and uh, you go about your business in terms of whatever the storyline was going to be uh, with them prior to this happening, or does WWE make adjustments and actually try to add this to part of the storyline? You never know, as I said, with, with them, I think um, they, they, they will not, uh, I think, let a moment slip by in terms of having something like this they can really feed into uh, with the audience. Uh, but ah, this, was, this was so different and bizarre that I just don't know if that's the route they go here uh, with this. I, just, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if that's going to happen, but as I said, I would not put it uh, past them to maybe uh, try to to play this up a bit, um, but uh, one thing I will say is I'm not sure who the referee is going to be uh, for the next match, but uh, I think he will he will certainly either uh, look at this as uh, a great opportunity or uh, one where uh, he could have his hands full when it comes to uh, what's going to happen here uh, with this. So uh, what a match, uh, a match that uh, people are going to be talking about for quite a while, I think, when it comes to uh, Charlotte Flair versus Nia Jax. On Raw, um, no selling. There were just uh, two people who were just not happy with one another. Uh, and again, some pretty uh, careless spots, I think is probably the best way to put it. And uh, you just had these two that essentially 
just started going at it. And uh, we will see what the uh, next steps are going to be in this feud uh, for these two. So uh, there are some thoughts on, uh, again, what's been a really big talking point this week uh, with that match in particular. Of course, it's a big weekend coming up in, in wrestling as uh, it is going to be AW All Out in Chicago. Uh, CM Punk will make his in-ring return to take on Darby Allin, and uh, we will be previewing that. Uh, I'll share some thoughts uh, on all the matches, uh, the stacked card, as Tony Khan referred to it as, in his uh, recent interview on Busted Open Radio. Uh, we'll go through that and look at uh, what we can expect at uh, All Out this weekend. And uh, also, as I mentioned previously, we're getting ready to really crank up our 4 in one uh, wrestling stuff on YouTube. And uh, I would highly suggest you go subscribe to our channel. I will put the link to that in the show notes because pretty much starting in the next week or so, uh, we're going to have a lot of video uh, slash audio type content coming over there that's going to be exclusive uh, to YouTube. Not all of it will be on this podcast feed. Uh, so if you want more wrestling coverage from us, of course, aside from what we have on the site at 411mania.com, uh, you're going to, to want to subscribe to to our YouTube channel because we're going to have a lot of great stuff over there, both current stuff and uh, some sort of a retro and historical type of stuff that I think you're really going to enjoy. Some really fun series we're working on. And uh, so be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Again, check out the link to that uh, in the show notes. All you got to do is just hit the subscribe button. It's that easy. And uh, you'll be able to see all the great stuff uh, that we will have uh, on the way there on our YouTube channel. And as always, be sure to check out 411mania.com. All of our news, columns, reviews, everything is over there. And of course, we'll have a lot of coverage uh, of everything all out this weekend, including you know our usual stuff with WWE as well with SmackDown and all of that. And we'll also have the, the link to the GoFundMe for Larry Zonka's family in the show notes. So be sure to continue to share and contribute to that if you can. And uh, everything else, 411mania.com. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Search for 411 Wrestling, any podcast app you use. And uh, thanks, as always, for listening to the podcast. And uh, we'll talk to you next time here on the 411 on Wrestling Podcast.